Alright, so I think we can go ahead with this. Let's see how it rolls for a bit. Should be fine. Should be plenty fine, honestly. Should be fine. This is fine. This is good. Because I can, we can hear each other. And this thing can hear everyone, so. Be kosher? Yeah, I think we can roll with this and not be too, too beleaguered. Actually, I want to put my feet up. I can move this chair. Ah, bless. Bless us all for these things that we are about to receive. Yeah. All right. You recording? Yep, it's recording. Yep, we should be good to go. Still want to install that curtain up there on that wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, how are we doing, man? Hi! I'm doing good. Hello? Can you not hear me? Oh, wait, I muted. Did I just deafen myself yes, in my headset? Yes, Aaron, Aaron deafened his headset, and he didn't hear you what saying happily idiot. hi. What an idiot! I am an absolute idiot. Can we move past that, please? Thank you. No. Okay. I demand it be addressed. You demand my idiocy be addressed. So, we have a kilt. Does that count? That's idiot. Idiocy is not defined by kilt ownership. <laughs> I. No, he said I it would... needed to be addressed. Yes. Kilt count. I demand kilt. Does it hurt? Does it sting? A bit. Hanging yeah. out here with bad jokes, McGee over here. So, what was your answer to my original question? Before I muted myself? Uh, myself my uh, answer to your original question uh, was that, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm doing hella good, my dude. Are you shacking up in your friend's grandma's attic, or is that just where your rig is? Oh, that's where my rig is. Um, he he uh, has, like, gigabit internet here, nice. but you can't get out in the sticks, which is where he lives, but the amount that he pays uh, for his house is only, like, $1,000 a month. Solid. And it's a decent house. Solid. Very nice. Very nice. And so you'd said you were saying earlier before we started getting this recorded that you've actually been mm -hmm. trying to get into the board game industry for a lot of years. Um, I have been making um games and uh, RPG worlds since I was eleven. I've only been attempting to do this professionally for five years since uh, I was 20. Mm. Um, and I've only in the last like two years actually made a uh, headway in it. Mm. So uh, those of you listening who have long-term goals, keep keep in mind, it's, it's long-term. Don't give up because it's not going fast enough. Too. Um, the uh, thing I was specifically talking about was I'm actually uh, making a game world for Strange Machine Games' new engine called uh, Charm, which I also helped to write. 
Okay, what's the basis for that game? Um, it's actually really simple. It's a D twenty six system, one D twenty, one D six. Okay. Um, and the game is so easy to learn that you can read the core rule book and uh, create a character for it within thirty minutes. And then after that, making a character is literally like a five-minute thing unless you're one of those people who takes forever to make characters, which, I mean, that's not a, uh, what you call it, that's not a game thing, that's a you thing. Yeah, personal problems. <laughs> personal problems, indeed. So is this like a character you're just taking to the game and play from there? Um, or does this have like a D&D &D vibe to it? Uh, it is a role-playing uh, game, okay. but I would say that it does not have a D&D &D vibe in that it is very different uh, from Dungeons & Dragons. Most of the time, I would say that Dungeons & Dragons is what a lot of the uh, tabletop industry refers to as a combat simulator, mm -hmm. where most of the abilities and effects are all based around the idea that you are fighting uh, something. Mm -hmm. um, whereas this game is more abstract it, it's not a combat simulator it's just you make a character and then uh you try and uh play that within the confines of whatever uh setting that you're involved with mm -hmm. uh, my my personal work on the project is a game called uh or a scenario called uh dustbound Mm -hmm. which if you're into uh, like Wild West and um, like weird magic, mm -hmm. it's a combination of those things. I don't know if you've ever heard the term of Weird West, but that's what it's uh, like a primarily based around. Sort of design. Say what? Like a magical, like a Western like scenery, but with magic that's sort of like interlaced into it. Oh, yeah. Nice. A lot like that. Nice. Move this scotch around. Boy. Oh, goodness. Well, that's nice. So, is that just more of. Is there any, like. Are you looking for, like, a corporate job out of there? Or is that just contractual, just creative, and then get royalties off the project work? Um, right now, I am actually getting scouted to run the whole charm department um he's gonna see how i handle this project and then uh make a decision uh based off of that um i personally don't care much whether i say contract or if um i end up as a salary man all mm -hmm. i care about is that i can make a living off of doing this for mm -hmm. a long time Obviously, the easiest way to do that would be to be, you know, uh, a, a salary man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But as long as I'm, I'm living off of it, I, I could not give a shit either way. Nice. So do you just really like world building and just creating, I guess, systems that work that can just, I guess, create experiences out of them? Like, what's... Can you, oh, yeah. Can you explain, like, the, I guess, quote-unquote, the why... Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I have a god complex. Who doesn't want to be god? 
Go you on. know, just go <laughs> on. Go on. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, I I like to imbue myself uh, as a holy being whose power could not possibly be uh, comprehended or uh, challenged. You know, right? As one does. Right. We're not. We're not gonna question her. <laughs> make make that sound ridiculous in any way whatsoever. No. Uh, in in reality, um, the first time I played an RPG, uh, I was eleven, and it was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which is just an old ass antiquated system at this point. Mm -hmm. But um, it is it is classic. It is. Uh, what you call it, uh, the old way, you know, and role-playing uh, game people often very much respect how things used to be done, and they don't um, mind uh, doing things the old way. They they respect, you know, previous people's work. It's, it's part of uh, getting involved in this community. And so my dad, he showed me um, what it was. And ever since then, I have not been able to even conceive of the possibility of doing something else with my life not not long term anyway because yeah. i'm a good teacher uh i love a lot of different things but um there's there's nothing else in the world that i would rather die doing than making games making these rpg yep. games it, it 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 is my calling it it is does this tie? Does this like just bind you solely to? I guess these have these have all been like more or less board games, like not like a it's mm -hmm. not exactly Monopoly, but it is a more or less like tabletop um, game as opposed to like a RPG like video game. Like it's a whole different batch. But you're, I, it, are you looking to stick mostly with the tabletop style of these RPGs? Uh, primarily, yeah. But if I was offered the chance to work on a video game i definitely would uh take that i wouldn't do any of like the technical uh work i would probably just be there for uh world building mm -hmm. um but i don't think that there's anything wrong uh with the gamification especially of games uh leading into uh using technology for uh games there's yeah. a lot of people who are like, no, we have to stick to pen and paper, and I'm like, that's fucking dumb. Like, it could very readily be turned into, like, a video game or something that's, like, digitally represented. Yeah, and, you know, who who doesn't want to, you know, make a cool video game? I don't have a... I'm not saying that that's what my End I'm geared is. towards. Yeah, yeah, but that's that'd be a very positive star. Oh in, yeah, in the life of this like infinite pursuit, <laughs> the infinite pursuit. I, I like the wording that you use there. Thank you. Well, so because that's well, that's sort of by my by my estimation, that's basically what the video game industry has sort of birthed itself into. Because there is a lot of creative role play games whether it was just playing imagination with friends as kids or like full-on D, D stuff um mm -hmm. and stories i think just general narratives that birth the 
that birthed the whole idea, and now you have games that are Overwatch, League of Legends, Dota, that are from the same world, so to speak, of either Space Age, um, Druidy, or Morrowindy style aesthetic and worlds that are just materialized into these very specific stat-based games that previously could have been very, you know, locked into movement squares and, you know, hitbox ranges or, rain, or and you know, the millions of stacks that can be racked on to um, any of these games and how complex they can get. So the video gamification of them seems to have been like like an ultimate maturity of it until we get to, you know, giant battle arenas and Gundams fighting each other or something like that. Oh, yeah. I I, I can definitely uh, appreciate and see where you're coming from with that because, I, I, in my opinion, I've never had um, an issue with that. Um, and it's kind of dumb to limit yourself you know yeah even in this industry yeah well especially with how i mean you have to play a quality control game but the accessibility of having studios or something like that to assist the transition from tabletop to video game seems like the market's like filled with options like here's and, and, and it is and the the uh a good example actually if uh, if we're gonna get technical, um, is uh, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven? Cyberpunk was originally, actually, it was like one of the first uh, cyberpunk RPGs to ever exist. I'm, mm-hmm. that's where the term came from, cyberpunk. Right. Um, and I'm actually uh, I actually met Mike Pondsmith, who's the guy who wrote. Cyberpunk, like the storyline uh, or like the code. No, I'm talking about um, the original game. Okay, the original like tabletop version of it. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2020 okay. uh, was the uh, original uh, game. Uh, what the? Hello. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, Cyberpunk uh, 2020 was the original game, mm-hmm. uh, and he wrote it. And then CD Projekt Red, the guys who made the Witcher series, mm-hmm. um, they came to him and said, hey, you know, we have an idea for a cyberpunk game and we want your help on it. And yeah. he was like, oh, hell yeah, that's amazing. And he's he's kind of uh, a smart guy. And the funny thing is he's, you know, he, he made a game about tech and now he's getting involved in tech. Um like but you. he's kind of trailblazing the uh, the the process of uh, what you call it, uh, opening up uh, RPGs for like tabletop uh, the video R- game industry. tabletop yeah, RPGs. tabletop RPGs yeah. for the video game industry. Yeah. Trying to keep I know nothing, so I'm trying to help those that also know nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, like um, there's um like. Yahtzee, like even the traditional board games like Yahtzee and Monopoly and Sorry have been video gamed. Because I used to have them on Game Boy. Yeah, they've been video gamed in that they've been directly translated. But I think, because there's there's either a direct translation, like the Yahtzee example, or there Mm -hmm. is a 
taking a lot of the mechanics and simplifying it down. Because, like, in, in like, a D&D combat situation, you have to deliberately make moves to move across the battlefield when you transition that over to, like, Overwatch, and you would obviously apply way more chance or something like that. Um, you are exchanging the option to make that movement across the map. It's just that it's happening in real time, so there is... While at the highest level, there is a very distinct discipline and understanding of making very deliberate actions every second of the of the battlefield. Um, it's just a much more fluid combat system as opposed to D&D that's so very turn-based and slow-paced because just yeah. make a decision, dice roll, read the dice roll, DM makes a decision, yeah. action occurs, um, and then you just keep cycling through that. You remember when we had that D&D where we had like fucking... 10, 8 people or some shit like that. Yeah, we had like 8 people and the well, yeah, because the attacks um, just took forever, especially when people weren't getting good rolls. It was just like, okay, we've been at this, trying to kill the same boss for 45 minutes. Yeah, but I also knew I was going to be the one to kill him. I just knew it. And I did. I was like, yeah. And now I, don't get I, I cannot recommend um, that many people in uh, in that kind of game. Oh, no, it's um, painful. Yeah, it's just there's too much uh, already going on to have that much. Yeah. Well, uh, and then the DM goes through, like, having, like, four or five enemies and just running through that as well. And this yeah. was also, I think, Josh's first time DMing. And so... I thought it was. Maybe, like, on an online. I felt like it was his first time DMing. Like, he said that. Like, this isn't even, like, I have never played a full campaign or anything, so my judgment call is, like, whew. But it was, like, the first time for Melanie, myself, Tom, playing playing D&D in any capacity. No, it wasn't. How much D&D? Did you play a lot of D&D before? I Because we just played... did a little bit with Lee before. I, I did with Lee, I, and I did it with two other groups. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, this, John, uh, Josh was, like, the fourth group that I played with. Okay. Well, either way, it was, the pacing could have gotten a lot better if there was much more a familiarity. Group. But, you know, you're still hanging out with eight people trying to yeah make it happen. Yeah, and I mean, if you're doing that primarily just to hang out with friends, I mean, I guess that's fine. For me, though, I, the the largest group number I've ever run with was uh, twelve people at one time, and uh, I I was a lot younger at the time, and I thought that uh, you more know the, the more the merrier, Wrong and enough. I realized I'm a fucking idiot. So don't don't do that, kids. If you're if you're new to D and D, that's definitely not a thing you want to do. Speak, honey. Um, am I registering? Hello? Yeah, you're registering. Okay. It just looks like the cord is coming out. Nah, you should be square. You should be square. There's like a little black ring there. Once the XLR meets the base of the mic. Like a little gap. Yeah, there's a gap between... Yeah, a little gap. You're fine. It's registering me at the same height than you. Hello, hello. Yeah, same height. You're good. Okay. Hello, hello. Oh, you're more than fine. You're the easy one in this whole batch. I had to lower your decibels by like... Negative I, I, I am super easy. You are so loud. You're, you're hanging out in the yellow range right now, so... <laughs> I'm probably still going to have to, like, lower your volume in post. 
just so you're not peeking hard on. Uh, do you want me to lower my volume on Discord? Um, we'll be fine right now. I'm, I want to get to the point where I've familiarized myself to where I can do all the stuff during the stream or on the mixer, so I don't mm. have to do anything in post. Um, or at least know that, like have have that intuitive vibe to where I can like look at the mixer on at least the online ones and yeah i know what you're talking about and then get more familiar with the it with the actual physical mixer and kind of register who speaks loud like when you me and tyler were doing like the um unknown interview i Mm -hmm. like in hindsight now i would have like gone to the mixer and dropped you by like an eighth or a fifth or a quarter on just your level and you probably would have still been just fine because like if i remember listening to a little bit of the audio recording after we finished recording, you were peaking quite frequently. And I think I listened to it later and you're peaking quite frequently. I'm like, oh, pain. It's all on one audio track. Cannot, cannot fix. He's such a loud bastard that breaks camera lenses. (laughs) (laughs) The fun thing is that that camera can't do what I want it to do at all, so it's just gonna hang out in the back waiting for a phot- photography moment. I, I have to, I have to go buy buy like actual camcorders off Amazon or something like that to do the video mm-hmm. expansion of the podcast. But I don't know if you've listened to the first two episodes, but yeah, because the Jason one, did that does that come out this Monday? Yeah. Yeah, it comes out this Monday. The second beta JHP episode comes out this Monday, where it's just me, Melanie, and my Longtime best friend Jason. And have you watched Jay- any? Have you watched any Letter Kenny? Uh, Letter Kenny, what? Uh, let's put it this: way. me and Jason have been friends since like eighth grade. So there's a mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of like best broing that's like. Oh. Melanie's told me as someone that was in the podcast, but basically an audience member, is like, there was that was all chaos. There was no. Focus. It was a train wreck. It was it was a perpetual train wreck <laughs> because it's nothing but him and I just kind of going back and forth on just bantering through bullshit. Like you don't know if we're in a bit or we're having a serious discussion about the topic. I mean, that doesn't sound bad to me. <laughs> so we'll see what we'll see what Monday holds for reactions or anything like that. But yeah, yeah it so. was more a train wreck because it just went back and forth all over the place. Yeah, it's a good time. I was I was okay with it. I was like, no, need to need to play around with this bullshit. Because I'm even like on sort of the vibe of like, no, I'm just gonna put it out. I'm just gonna roll with it, roll with it, roll with it, build up, build up as cash gets put aside and everything. Because now I know how to set this up, and the good news is that there's nothing actually wrong with my PC so far outside of what happened to it. Nice, like. Like, because I told you the new PC came in, but it was, the glass panel shattered. No, I, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, oh, this is a whole fucking story. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've already, I don't think I've said it too much on the podcast yet. So, uh, Kevin, my man, up in, like, Virginia area, or Baltimore, something like that. Uh-huh. He went ahead and built it. I spent, I sent him the money or whatnot, and he got the general vibe and of what I'm looking for. Um, so, great build and everything. But mm-hmm. UPS, and they're f- kind of fucking us over on this, they apparently dropped it in shipping. 
And so the whole... Oh, those motherfuckers. Basically, and with photos, they're kind of, they're saying that I didn't contact them or some bullshit, or they can't reach me. It's like, fucker, it took me two days to get the time to just reply to your email, so you can get this fuckery out of here. That's horrific. But so the whole glass panel shatters, just in a billion pieces. Like, I pick up the box, and I hear Mm -hmm. crinkle, crinkle, and I'm pulling the chassis out of the box... And it's just dangly, dangly, just bits everywhere. And so I spend the better part of like an hour or two hours with a vacuum just pulling out every little bit and uh, piece. I think you spent almost three hours. Basically me and the vacuum and the computer got to know each other very well. And I took I had to take the whole fucker apart more or less to check there was no little granules for like heat to melt glass into sand and fuck shit up. Which, I mean, which we think happened with the front panel. So now all I have is my motherboard stuff until I can figure out how to buy the front panel to reattach inside the chassis to the motherboard. Right. Um, the video card is bent. Like there's this one degree angle uh. bend that you can see. Like, like it's just so obviously that it dropped because the video card normally would just be straight out with its anchor and, you know, nailed and like screwed to the back end of the chassis. No, the thing's just like got this slant down. Like it's just... The slow rolling hill down of the of this of the pebble, so that, but everything's <laughs> everything's playing just fine, and I've figured it's out. fine, everything's fine. Well, like I need to ask Kevin, but I do have a backup video card in the old old desktop, but I have no idea if it's compatible with the motherboard. Right. So right now things are working, and I'm I wasn't even mad. I was just happy that after six years of waiting on this basically like dreamed upon computer that it's finally here because i've been good man because i've been trying to get this computer since like 2013 and like literally left a computer with my best friend monty and then that was taking forever put money into it and then the thing got stolen out of his house like a whole break-in and shit and then like i connect up with kevin and he's from our other our Discord where we play where we play Overwatch and stuff with people, and then I just worked with him, and he's he's thinking way far out ahead than I or anyone else that I've worked with has thought of in terms of like um, video process, like literally having another computer unit just to video process all the live streaming cameras, right? And then just server stuff. So like, I'm just sort of I have someone that I can literally have a constant relationship with of just what is here's what i'm looking at or what's sort of the next step that i need to think about or or things things that i don't know that i don't know to like worry about <laughs> like yeah I, I, you know the things that you know you always you always need that guy yeah. who knows the things that you don't know that you don't know yeah so, so like i got that guy for my it jazz and i do have one reference for like audio but even he so like so there's like three pieces of like $200 equipment that I've bought for audio equipment. That mm-hmm. was like, I bought the mixer on like Impulse. And that's actually turned out to be everything I need. But I also bought like this multi-amp thing because it was listed on like a Joe Rogan webpage for like what, what they use at that podcast. And then I found out I didn't need that at all since I already had the mixer, which had Phantom built into it. But then I also bought like an interface so I could like fix something else, like figure out how to get it from like the mixer to like the the PC, right? Some bullshit like that, 
and then it wouldn't work at all. Like even my audio guy that's studying like audio engineering, like at full sale, couldn't figure out what why it wasn't working. And then I literally come home or something like that. I get the right like um was it I get it from composite to like three point five mil and it works just fine. So like I've literally bought and returned like five to six hundred dollars worth of audio equipment to Amazon. <laughs> like brought that it is in a yeah. fucking investment. I got most of the money back. Probably cost me like fifty bucks in terms of return costs and everything. So but otherwise like we have four mics, a fifth one in storage. Um I don't know if you met Evan, but he's gonna get me a fifth mic arm one two yeah fifth mic arm because well no the headset mic works fine so yeah so but yeah the whole podcast pretty much set up there in that um in the office i think we showed you where all the liquor was Mm -hmm. yeah it's all set we're live and good to go so it's pretty awesome and exciting it is exciting yeah so well i'm glad you're getting you're getting traction with that yeah, well, so, I don't know if I've actually, I know I've thrown it around with a couple people um, in real life, I don't know if I've thrown it on the podcast yet, but what we're, what I'm going to do is, it's not going to be as big of a launch party as I know I could or should for like a small business venture or for like a book release, mm-hmm. but what we're going to do with the October annual on the 5th is that we're going to actually run a perpetual live stream starting around probably like 6 or 7. Right. And just run it till like we're going to bed. And so what we're gonna probably put in terms of like a sign on the door for the office is um enter only at the top of the hour or something like that. Just we need to figure out a system to where people can come into the podcast but they're like sort of locked into sitting down for like thirty minutes to an hour. Probably more like thirty or something like that. And they just hang out and talk shit. And then, like, an alarm goes off and they leave. Um, All right. So that there's, like, this perpetual rotation of, like, you know, two, one, two, four, two to four people in the in the room just feeding the stream throughout the whole party. Like, bring in, you know, Splendor or Tabletop Games and just play with that shit. Um, that sounds fun as fuck man because well here's the fun thing did i ever give you the layout for the october annual that's gonna that looks like for this year uh i don't i don't think so so the layout looks like for this year um and there's some things that can switch back and forth but so going from Mm -hmm. the backyard where the lake is um and this this is the most likely thing to change but on the backyard there right outside the um screen door will be the fire pit um, All right. That could very well end up in the driveway, but for now, it's gonna the fire pit's gonna be there, um, and then the back porch is the smoking lounge, basically. Um, there's also, and it, depending on how Phil, uh, my friend Phil, feels, he may be cooking for most of the beginning of the party. So between the oh grill, my. yeah, and he loves the shit. Like he makes these twice baked potatoes that are just like bombastic. Um, I did it three, three of them in one setting. Yeah, Melanie doesn't eat a lot, and, she, and these are big potatoes. Like they're like your big right. russet baked potatoes that you purchase. Yeah. Mm. So back porch, hot. yeah, back porch is where there's just conversation and smokes. Like I'll bring my my giant humidor out there, and mm-hmm. with just cutters and um, and lighters and stuff, and just let people just hang out there and smoke, and just you know talk shit, because 
because you could you could estimate, but anyone listening knows that like most of the people that I maintain relations with are very fascinating, entertaining people. <laughs> so like, there's only like one. There's only been one instance where there's been like not bad blood, but just don't like that person. But everything else right. is just like all over just discussion, golden bullshitting, and everything like that, beans. and fucking with each other. So that's the back porch. Um, and then the living room where we recorded um, your interview, um, that'll probably mm-hmm. that and the dining room table will probably be just set up with a bunch of board games for just lo- low key stuff because the sliding glass door kills sound quite well. So that could be pretty much hangout. Um, the TV may just rotate images or just have the Stranger Things logo locked on it. Because mm-hmm. um, I just don't feel like... Or just have Stranger Things running with captions only. Yeah, I could have that in the background, just hanging out there, just running from season one all the way through until we end the party. Um, the kitchen will be empty, um, just because it's a transition spot from the garage to the rest mm-hmm. of the house, so I don't need anything crazy happening in there. Um, right. The the um, the guest room will be where everyone stores their shit. That's how we did it last time. Um, bathroom's there. My room's not used at all. The office will be where the podcast is running perpetually. Um, and uh, and then the garage will be where all the food and drink is. So like no cars in the garage or driveway. And then on the driveway will either be the fire pit, but. If I get the receptive sense of it, the driveway mm-hmm. is when is where we'll run a lot. We'll probably have a lot of we're gonna get a lot of chairs from Lowe's or Home Depot, a lot of plastic stacky chairs, right? And we're gonna set up for a bunch of improv exercises and sort of like a perpetual workshop for improv. That's cool as shit. Yeah, like if I can get the right vibe for it mm-hmm. I because I, I wanted to do that right after we did our our sack classes our, t- our two levels of sack but the thing that I need going into having it with like a large group potentially is one them to be receptive because if they're not then it's like already fire pit out in the driveway and we're just... yeah what, what the fuck is the point at that point yeah uh, the other thing is that if I can get people that we worked with or um, if I can either get math, like teachers that I know or if I can get other students that we had that we've worked with, mm-hmm. then we can just go out there and just, you know, fall into the herald more or less. Um, because I think the audience part will not be hard. Right. Um, but it's basically getting people to be okay going on stage and fucking around. And if I really get like funny, I'll be like, all right, you know, want to try stand up? Like we have the we have the audience member where we take a break. If you want to stand up here and try to be funny, we'll watch you fuck it up because I've tried and it's a fucking grind. It it's re- it is really hard. It, it's hard to be funny on demand like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the people who do it for a living, God bless all of them. Yeah. They they are some sort of charismatic genius, because. I, I I don't consider myself to be the funniest person, but I'm decently funny, you know. Quite entertaining. From time to time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the better way to put it. I'm entertaining. 
Yeah. Don't know if funny is the right word, but dear God, I tried. Uh, I tried being uh, doing stand up comedy once, and it was just so difficult. Yeah. You know, because you have to have the right audience. Yeah. For it, for one. The audience can definitely be a significant influencer. Yeah. But like, from my just studying it from the outside and doing very little on stage, it's nothing more than just like spitballing. But like figuring out how to perfect your performance because um the ruling is that improv should look like it's rehearsed and impro and and stand-up comedy should look like it's improvised <laughs> yeah that uh that's funny and very true yeah strangely true when you think about it so so i know you just got on up there to, where are you at seattle uh, yes, I uh, I live in uh, Seattle. What are you visiting next? When are you going to um, Orlando's? Probably sometime in February. Uh, I forget when uh, my next tournament actually is. You said the 16th. Ah, yeah. Uh, I need yeah. to make sure that I actually buy the tickets for that. Thank you for reminding me. Right. Um, but yeah, the yeah, it's my um, birthday month. You better be here. Um, oh, I'm gonna be in t Tampa for that tournament, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to be in Orlando for like, um, I guess it's like four or five days. Um, my uh, my godfather invited me to Disney World, and he's uh, gonna be hosting me in, um, like the new hotel. That they're making the Star Wars hotel. Nice. I'm excited about that. Yeah, they're just stepping up, and everyone's like, every, I see it, in, but everyone, I see every day, like a new person's gone to the new Star Wars segment of Disney World, and I'm just sitting here going, I haven't gone to a theme park on purpose in almost a decade, I swear. Like, <laughs> I think the I last just, time you went on purpose, quote unquote, was Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, but that was back when Lindsay was in town. Now she's up in fucking, like, another planet. Yeah, Where she is on the planet of Nebraska. Dakota? Nebraska? Yeah, they're on, they're, off, they're basically off planet. Yeah, like, they're at the planet of Nebraska. It's its own separate Nebraska, planet. Nebraska is Tatooine. Yeah, but with snow. Like, intense. <laughs> like, like, it's, 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 uh, it's Hoth. It's actually Hoth. <laughs> well, then we definitely need to, like, grab you for, like, an actual, like, in-person podcast, because that would really help the chemistry of this out. <laughs> As opposed to just, I'm staring into Melanie's eyes trying to see your face, and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no one can replace my face. Sorry, Melanie. No. Although you are true. very pretty, you're just you're not as gorgeous as I am. But, Hashtag oh, careful. I wish you would watch Letterkenny. I think you need to take about ten percent off their Squirrely Dan. <laughs> if you have Hulu access, you need to watch some. You need to watch some Letterkenny. You'll uh, you said it's on. You said it's on Hulu, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I have Hulu. Yeah. Letter... Then your butt better be watching some Letterkenny. Like. You need to if you if you listen to the first episode where we had Tyler, uh, Trent, Melanie, and um, Evan on. There's like nothing but Letterkenny references. Like we open and, and Trent's like, "This is gonna be like nothing but references for this entire show, basically." I'm just like, more or less. <laughs> like either they get it or they leave. <laughs> but yeah. Oh goodness. So we definitely need to rope you in when you're down here in February. You said you're down here for a yeah. competition. Should we explain away what you're competing with? Uh, 
Yeah, I uh, am going to basically be doing um, what's the word for sword. Uh, yeah, but it's more it's it's it's, it's more, more than, than that. It's a bunch of different ways. It's a martial arts tournament with weapons. It's a it's a shield based martial arts. Uh, not shield based sword. Fucking, it's a weapons based martial arts tournament. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. My words, they fail me. <laughs> fail so hard. Yeah, it, it's hard. It is hard to talk when you're hard. Not enough brain. Okay. Because well, <laughs> like, I've heard typing in the background. I'm just like, what are you doing on the other end there? No, I'm. I'm. That wasn't him uh, typing. That was him fapping. No, I'm. Oh Jesus. No, I'm working. Um, uh, on making my schedule for the next couple of uh, weeks, um, because I I actually have um, a bunch of stuff I need to turn in for that uh, game. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a bunch of design documents I need to turn in uh, next, not next week, um, over the course of the next two weeks, and um, it's 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 i'm really fucking getting there and i'm fucking ecstatic about it because i've never been uh this close to success uh dignity. success before yeah dignity uh is a word i would i would definitely use i've never ever been this close to dignity it's a strange smell i don't get it <laughs> it tastes funny i don't like it self-respect is mixed in it i don't know about this Tastes I like a chicken from Bok Bok Beef. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. If I have the camcorders together and everything by February, you, me, and Tyler are just going to get aprons on. Oh, yeah. just, like, get a green gonna screen. Going to wipe that shit up. Just, like, use Bok, the freaking... Bok, Bok Beef, baby. Oh, jeez. That'll be the best little... I, I, I don't care how bad it comes out. Like, that's the funniest <laughs> thing we've come up with. That's, that's the best original content we've done, basically. Like... Oh man, I want Tyler here for when you tell that story about where Bok Bok Beef comes from. Well, you see, oh, Jesus. When, when a man chicken and the girl chicken love each other very much. <laughs> what? Bok! That's cream corn. Is, that, is now, that the story you were asking about? That's not the story I was asking about, but I think that oh, is. Oh, sorry. Are you though? No. I don't think so. I'm never I never I'm never sorry. Only, I am who I am. You're only sorry when you make a legitimate damage. Indeed, that's true. It's like you weren't sorry for wanting to beat the shit out of Aaron. Oh, when we were at the hotel and I was hiding behind the chair. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I'm never sorry about that. <laughs> that goddamn bullshit. Oh. <laughs> oh that goddamn You were hiding behind that fucking chair for like what, twenty minutes? Basically. Like my bot, like you know how there's that lock someone's legs perfectly and just sit them on a pole, mm -hmm. and eventually they'll die from just mm -hmm. muscle cramps and their body just tearing itself apart trying to like yeah. I was starting to like oh, oh this is not good. I need to change this position. This is this is death. So I feel it. for those it of you that are unaware, you want to play this story out? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> so I spent half of it behind a chair. So so. Oh God! Both of you are called Aaron. Fuck. Um, what, what was it? We Sword had? Aaron is. is you Didn't refer we? to me as Sword Aaron. No, no, no. You. We you had. We had no, Aaron. You changed tried. my name at that party. We ch you changed my name at that birthday party we had. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. I, I don't remember what exactly it was that you I... You just gave me the last I, name. You just called me Solomon, I think. Ah, yeah, that's right. Okay, there okay. we go. So right. It's Aaron and Solomon. Okay, yeah. so Solomon was out in the living room while Aaron was going and taking a, a, a poop. But the door was open. <laughs> no. So, like... The door was closed. The fan was on. Was and it? then Solomon sat there and said, So, are these the herping people? <laughs> I was making no, a, the LARPing people. The LARPing, the LARPing, yes. Yeah, like, so, because Tyler, the director for Unknown Plumber, had mentioned um, when we were playing the when we were uh, building a list for gathering extras for Unknown Plumber, um, he's like, I got this LARPing crew or whatnot. And so while just Aaron happened to be off taking a shit, I was there with the rest of the people that were there and Tyler. And I was like, is this the LARPing crew you mentioned or something like that before? Just a very general, innocent inquiry of like, is this the people that you mentioned? Because I did not know Herp or Hema? Hema. 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 Yeah. I didn't know Hema was the proper... As I'm gritting my teeth, listen to you fuck I'm up so, everywhere. I'm so glad you're on the other coast, far away from me, because when this happens... <laughs> Aaron comes, like... Flying out of the bathroom, essentially. The fuck did you just call me? More or less, like he no, you're you're in there taking a shit, raging, which I think helped. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, fuck this. And I just died behind like this chair in the corner of the living room of the hotel room. Meanwhile, there is what Tyler, Melanie, uh, the other female that was there, Andrew, uh, George, and like the one big guy. The one taller kid that was there. Um, like, so there's like six other people just in the living room. And Aaron's just like raging in the bathroom. He's like, I'm going to go kill you, Solomon. And I'm just like, well, this has been my time. I'm going to go hide. Because I am fully aware that I can only outrun him. And that's all I got. It's very, it's very true. So I or hi- you can hide. Well, I hide behind this big armchair that's, like, snugged into the corner of the room, and I have to basically, like, box myself. Like, I'm the boxcar child behind this goddamn chair, hiding from an angry <laughs> warrior who knows how to use a sword to kill a man, like, in a professional sense. I think, I think in that scenario, though, I was much more like a water buffalo, because <laughs> I was drunk. Yes. Yes, you, you were ready to charge. You those ciders? Uh, you had, I want to say you had almost ten of them. Yeah, I had like yeah. ten ciders in the course of an hour and a half. And you were, you appeared fine, but my, my body might have reported otherwise later. I mean, you appeared, <laughs> you appeared to find, you appeared fine enough to explain to me what card counting was. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not hard though. I, I had to do that while I was drunk in uh vegas because i mean most of the time you're drunk in vegas anyway or so i go and die behind this chair this armchair that's like (laughs) very it's a very solid armchair there's no like thin legs or anything like you can hide a body back there especially like a six foot 150 pound body so i'm just snuggled back there and like one of them one of his friends tyler tyler plays like tyler tyler you can sit in this chair if you want Come on, come on, sit in this chair, no, before Aaron. Even that, before even that, he comes raging out, and they, like, left the door open. Like, they went and opened the door. Yeah, they opened the door to make it sound like Aaron had run out of the room. Yeah, to, like, play that. And Aaron's like, no, wait. And then Tyler's like, no, just sit in this chair and wait for him or whatnot. 
So me and Aaron basically have about like four inches of padding in between my back and his rage. <laughs> and he's just sitting there just <laughs> that, fuming. What a, what a great fucking descriptor. My back <laughs> and his rage. Because my head's just like hunched over into the corner of the room just like praying to every god I can think of including like including like Betty White herself. <laughs> just God bless Betty White. And he's just like going the fuck off on like how technically wrong I was in the mad disrespect <laughs> that is like the difference between LARPers and their just bullshittery versus like HEMA people and their professional like uh, ancient like 15th century manuscripts basically yes yes so it's like it's like getting educated on medieval mythology from an angry (laughs) man (laughs) it's like an episode of drunk history but deadlier (laughs) oh jesus i'm just thinking about putting you on queer eye you're just like the angry unfashionable one not because you don't know how to like dress up but you know just how to be angry and you just like make the hairdresser nervous, and the only, and the only one that can like match you Please. is like, what's... He and Jonathan would get along so well. In normal it's world, disgusting. yes, but like I'm talking angry Aaron. I'm not talking like normal Aaron. Normal Aaron is a gem of a human being. Aaron, angry Aaron will level your house, rebuild it, and level it again just to show you maximum disrespect, and then shit in your mailbox. <laughs> like that's that's angry Aaron. My level of Bree is too high. <laughs> You do not have enough badges to train angry Aaron. Aren't you? Didn't you say like right before you were moving? It's like I hope. Yeah, when we were driving you to Tampa that night, it's like hopefully I can like go up and meet a moose and let it and it be and like tame it or let it let me ride it. <laughs> yeah. Or or, or so, like, get in a fight with a moose and somehow come out alive. Like forget winning, just come out alive. Yeah. No. So um, for context, people listening. The moose, is, the North American moose, is probably one of the most violent creatures Isn't it in a, the whole. Would you say it's the hippo of the North America? Yes! That's, thank Nailed you, it. thank you. That is a beautiful fucking analogy. It is the hippo of North America. <laughs> now, keep in mind that moose can also dive 20 feet in water to eat seaweed. That's right. So if you're, if you're, if you're swimming... And you see a moose, it'll still fuck you up underwater. Moose, moose. To be fair, moose are also like ten to twelve feet tall easily. Yeah. Mhm. So it's not and like they have, they're diving they have a, that far. Yeah, and they have a seven foot wide wingspan, and I'm referring to their antlers. I was about to be like, um, wait, they can fly now? Where did this? Oh god, <laughs> Canadian healthcare, damn it. <laughs> So, um, my, my, my main hope is that I do get to meet one at some point and survive. If I make friends with a moose, I swear to God, I will ride it all around the U.S. just to prove a point that I befriended a moose. Um, the funny thing is, I actually, um, saw, well, there's a, there's a deer that lives in Eatonville with its child. Um, and I've been about, say what? Florida Eatonville? No, no, Seattle Eatonville. Oh, so Neil, no, or Washington Eatonville. Okay, so no Zorro Neil Hurston background, but is it, is it poor and broke? Um, Eatonville? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that 
Why are all uh, Eaton Dales poor and broke? What's this bullshit? Because they're eating too I'm much. Sure that's a, I'm sure that's a requirement. Oh, God. Um, for something to be called Eatonville, it has to be poor and broke. We wish to incorporate this this land area. It's full of <laughs> it's full of poor, bro- broke, and happens to be black people. What should we name it? It must be named <laughs> Eatonville. <laughs> yeah, because they're eating all the time. That's the worst thing ever, and you're damn wrong because you know they're broke on their asses with only welfare food. <laughs> Hello, um, could I get some Slim Jims with these Wick cards? Thank you. <laughs> so I go out uh, to see the deer, and uh, it lets me get within like 20 feet of it. And the kid, the, the, the baby mm-hmm. deer, mm-hmm. every step he takes... It's like he's strutting or trying to make a statement. Because it's just like, ah, uh, move, bitch, ah, uh, <laughs> uh. And I'm just like, you fucking go, baby dear. You fucking go. I'm remembering Markiplier's cow video. Move, bitch. <laughs> exactly. But whatever noise a deer makes. <laughs> yes, yeah, something like that. Like a constipated horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, God. they they kind of do sound like that. I kind of even gonna. This is where I want to be able to like figure out how to get the. Oh, that'd be weird. Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's interesting. What? I want to be able to get the audio for um, like if we just mm-hmm. look up on YouTube the audio for like the sound a deer makes. And just like, <laughs> play that and hear that on the podcast, because I do. <laughs> no, it's, it's your fucking puke. It's fucking your. I'm about to puke sound oh bullshit. <laughs> she cringed. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that one sounded wet. <laughs> hey, that one was moist. The humidity is too high. You know, the funny thing about that is I don't have to worry about humidity anymore. I'm a free man. Yeah, how is your hair now that there's no humidity fucking with your locks? It is goddamn glorious. Every day. Is that the sound? (laughs) (laughs) We weren't that far off, honestly. That's the sound a deer makes. It's like it's dying and choking on its own testicles. Like, like that's the sound you expect from pulling on its gonads very fiercely. Oof. It's just standing there making that noise. Gosh, how are they not more extinct? Like, how are they not more extinct? What a question. <laughs> well, like, if they make a sound like that, how come? Is that a is that a kid? <laughs> What is that sound? Is that a <laughs> My name is. <laughs> I-, I swear to God, what is this podcast? It's like just twenty minutes of fucking weird ass noises. Where are we at? Does it tell me where we're at? Mm. Oh God. <sighs> now we're fifty-five in. Ooh, I'm dying here. Now, we're, only, we're only a third of the way in. <laughs> or like halfway in. Either way. Oh, God. That was ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. 
What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> Fascinating, Bambi. Here, let me get my gun. I need to put you down. I never want to hear that fucking noise ever again. Gosh, it's like a dog has throat cancer. <laughs> so Louis Armstrong? Oh. <laughs> Ooh. I love Louis, but dear God, he sounds like he has throat cancer. Uh. <sighs> Good stuff. Do you want to do you want to hear the noise of a baby deer? Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh it's gonna peak. I'm gonna take her over that field and let her go. What? <laughs> That's a human child making that noise. What the fuck? I swear this is dumb. I swear this is dumb. Now I'm expecting a moose to come out from the side of this broad side of this motherfucker. <laughs> it sounds like a human child. <laughs> Gosh. I need to cook that steak. I've been hungry for that steak for like two days now, and I haven't cooked it yet. I've got a porterhouse. That sounds been, tasty. I've got a porterhouse marinating now for a day in my fridge. Okay, wait. This is the sound. That's <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. That's Aaron and Deerford. That's a moose. Well, that's a. Yep. That, <laughs> That's a moose, so that's, that's the sound you will encounter when you try yeah. and ride a moose. That's the mating call you should react yeah. to. That's the mating call. It's like, my people need me. Oh! I found my partner. I'm coming, daddy! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So you're coming. Oh, whoa. Spaghetti already. Are you saying you've gotten soft because you've already come that fast? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out spaghetti already. Or <laughs> is spaghetti refer referring to just dispensing some literature? I'm gonna dispense some literature oh, all over your oh, back. Was it Fox Chalk Uniform Charlie Kilo? Put the you know what <laughs> in the you know where. Do you know that song, Aaron? Because I, I think I had to tell Melanie about that song. I don't think I've ever heard of that song. Yeah, it's from Bloodhound Gang, I believe. Uh, Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo. Oh. It's nothing but sexual innuendos. Yeah, it's you told catchy. me about that one. Because I was showing you um, something. Yeah, the them. Discovery Channel. Yes. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's. Oh, oh I love that song. On yeah. the Discovery Channel. Yeah, no, this one's like, it's got a very simple tune to it, but yeah, if you, if you, if you, if you, you should like give it a listen, but like, I wish we could give it a listen now without getting struck. <coughs> Everyone go look up Fox Drop Uniform Charlie Kilo, uh, My Bloodhound like Blood gang. gang, and just enjoy listening to the, listening to sex being delivered with you the whole time without the word sex ever happening, I believe. Oh. Yeah. I, but I want the word sex, honestly. 
It's okay, they imply it so much Where's that you don't the lyrics? even need Actually, it. Actually, let me look up the lyrics real quick. Oh, that's good. I I, I love implication. Charlie Kilo. Implied sex is the best sex. <laughs> Basically. Uh, yeah, open, opening line. Vulcanize the whoopee stick. In the hand wallet. The whoopee stick. Cattle prod the oyster ditch. With the lap rocket. Batter dip the cranny axe. Ooh la la. In the gut locker. Retrofit the pudding hatch with the <laughs> boink swatter. <laughs> That's like the opening lines to that song. What is it? Um, oh, geez, it just it has a quick cadence for the for the chorus too. I wish I knew which instrument is playing it because it's like a guitar. But yeah, that's a fun song. Oh, how did that um? How did that stream end? Because I think I went to bed when you were still dealing with the plague and rats erupting out of the ground. Oh, like, fuck, man. Okay, like, that Actually, game... no, me and Melanie watched you while we were laying in bed and then we, and then we fell asleep. Yeah. That game is so fucking hard sometimes. That You had me stressed watching you. Like, when you had, a st when you had to give the um, torch across the, the uh, bars to the kid, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, no, this is where we die. Putting our faith in that <laughs> child. Um, so, I... <laughs> I ended up getting What's uh, the name to of this game point, again? uh Plague Tale uh I think Innocence Lost is what it's called. Okay. Um so I ended up getting to the point where there was like these five guards I had to get past and the fucking uh kid from uh the farm mm -hmm. that we picked up, he ended up getting me killed and I shit you not. 17 fucking times. Fuck that kid, man. Is that the kid that you were trailing with through the whole damn cathedral? Uh, no, no. That's my little... That's the little brother. Yeah, yeah. He actually wasn't that bad. It was the other kid. The one who was, like, the, the uh, alchemist's apprentice. Oh, okay. So you picked up, like, a second child. Yeah, apparently I, I, I do that now. I just pick up children. Go on. No context <laughs> statements. That <laughs> just make a segment called "No Context Statements." <laughs> Here's some great things to say in the middle of in the middle of a crowd, and then walk away. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do now. I just pick up children. Um. So, anyways, uh, I ended up, um, what you call it, going to um, going getting past that area finally. After, okay. like, a fucking, just, I mean, like, month of nothing but doing the same shit over and over again. We watched you uh, get to the horses. Wh wh which horses? The, the horse. Horses. The dead barn, the, the, the dead yeah, horse the barn in the barn. With, with, like, the dead, with, like, the horse skeleton. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so I ended up having to sacrifice a pig. A live pig. Yeah, and my little brother hated me because of it, and I'm like... Yeah, whatever. All Why right. did you have to sacrifice a pig? So, uh, so that we could get to the um, Other side. the laboratory under the barn. Because um, there was rats everywhere at a certain point. And I needed like this chemical combination that set things on fire. 
so that I could use that to light stuff. You needed to, like a uh, specific entity in a pig's gallbladder or some bullshit, like. No, no, no. We had to sacrifice the pig so that the rats would eat it. Oh. And go away from where we were trying to get to. Oh. Okay. Kill a pig. Rats go eat pig. Yes. You know, as one is wont to do. I'm fascinated with how aggressive these rats were, and I don't think that's how the plague worked. <laughs> like, I, you know, somehow I also think that's not how the plague worked. But I, who, who am, who am I to? Here's, here's a uh, my my. So up until a certain point, it was very believable because like you mm-hmm. don't want to get bitten by any of those rats. Like that's totally like that. Everything was believable until you were in like the open fieldish area. And rats were exploding out of the ground like it was fucking lava. And I'm like, oh, I, I I don't think it was going for believability the whole time. Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, it was just like the, I'm I'm fairly sure it's like not set in the actual world. I'm not positive about that, but it seems like it's a fantasy world. The floor is rats. I mean, he's having to walk what... across this table while the entire floor is covered in these bubonic plague, mad aggressive rats. And it's like the floor is not lava. If it was lava, I'd be safer. In what other uh, situation would you have uh, would you have a uh, a world where the floor is literally made of uh, rats, except the fantasy setting? I don't know, Mississippi. I mean, I mean, I was gonna argue, but I mean. You're not wrong. I mean, the House of Representatives, Fuck. like, I mean, <laughs> the Senate. <laughs> you're just gonna, you're just gonna keep giving examples. I mean, the Tennessee legislature. Oh my God. Hey, they wow. vote, they vote for each other. Like, have you was it John Oliver showed that shit where they literally had these long sticks to vote for someone else when they weren't there for the vote. So, like, House reps or whatnot in the Tennessee, Tennessee legislature would literally just, like, reach across desks to vote, to cast the vote for other representatives. Yeah. That's a thing. That sounds corrupt as shit. Welcome to, welcome to uh, Tennessee. Huh? Welcome to the imbalance, where there's, there's too much right and not enough left, as opposed to California, where there's too much left and not enough sense. Although, then there's Florida, and we're just a pill mill full of old people, and uh, yep. Miami. I wish somebody would just take Florida and beat it over the head with a, with a big oh, old... what was it? We were walking through Spirit today, just, like, checking out what's there at the store, and I came across this giant pair of scissors. I was like, oh, a giant pair of scissors to cut off some people in my life. <laughs> and then I was like, nah, fuck that. We're going to move. When we move, I'm just going to like take the giant pair of scissors, have a giant like map of uh, the United States and just cut off the dick that is Florida. You said scissors, by the way. What did I say? You did not make clear what you said. It was scissors, a giant pair of skizzers. There you go. Skizzers. I love skizzers. Skizzers yeah. are fantastic. Yeah. Wait, can you... Do you play the Overwatches? Do I play Overwatch? Yeah. I used to. And then what happened? Uh, I just got bored. That's fair. 
I mean, that being said, I probably wouldn't mind playing again, you know, if it's with people. Cool. If I can get you into that other Discord channel or yeah, the Discord channel where we play with people, it's a it's a very fun group. It makes the repetitiveness not so bad, especially when like Tom is a really good Reinhardt and most of us can all trick and it's full of Marines, Navy and fuckery. <laughs> like that these are the people that actually gave me the toaster joke. They gave you the they gave the, they, they're the one that gave me the toaster video. So that's the kind of people that you'd just be like trying to kill other people with. Oh my! Going, Everybody loves a toaster. Right. That's some. To, <laughs> that's a direct quote from To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> yes, exactly. children. That that is in fact. You can take a that direct to, quote. You can take that to your standardized testing. For the Floridians, that's your FCAT. For everyone else, it's your SATs. Not called FCAT anymore. What is that bullshit called now? Uh, Florida State Assessment. Now I think is what yeah, it's called. Yeah, welcome to another layer of bullshit. Hello, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stress out ninety percent of the public education populace because they have to take this useless test. Hmm. That doesn't do <laughs> anything. No wait. It, the I, masks. They do nothing. What? Did you, where did you go for public schooling? Like, because I, um, I, think we, need, I, I went, think we need to grab a proper backstory for you. I think, okay, it was Kenwood. I think that's what it was called. Kenwood K-8 through Center. Fuck, it's been a long time. Where is um, this Kenwood? Kenwood is... It's in the Kenwood area. I mean... That's not helpful. I, I don't even know what state you're in right now. I'm in Florida. Okay. Kenwood, Florida, which is yeah. near what? Because Kenwood's not important enough for me to recognize it. Um, I think it's not near Ghouls, but still, for some reason I remember Ghouls being... Still lost. Are, are we dude, talking, are we it's my... Oh, uh, Miami. Miami oh, okay. is down, this... Is, down okay, south. here we go. All right. Sorry. All right. We're just, we're just, we're, we're getting, we're getting acclimated here. Excuse me, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oh, what was that from Christopher Tyus? That's like your retard just coming in to speak for you before you before I gave you the mic back. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but we're retarded. <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, I went to uh the K through eight center there, and I grew up. Oh, it's in Kendall. Very good. Very good. Oh my god. Kenwood is inside Kendall, next to Pools. <laughs> Above, oh. below, lateral to Miami. Um, it's south of Okeechobee. It sure Naples. is somewhere, buddy. Oh man. It's somewhere. <laughs> uh, so anyways, god, I go to Kenwood. You're, you're retarded and I'm lazy as fuck because I have my computer right next to me, but I'm just not turning to look at a map. <laughs> I, I go to Kenwood and um, I'm there throughout the entire like K through eight career. And uh, while I was there, I I got picked on because I got wedgies and I pulled my wedgies out of my butt. You know. And they made fun of you for pulling your wedgies out of your butt. Yeah, they they called me butt picker. Oh. 
so yeah um so i i I dealt with that for all through fifth grade or all through eighth grade no it was all the way from second to seventh no all the way to eighth grade oh jesus um because because in a in a k through eight center you stay with the same kids oh yeah it's a long history it's a long exactly There's no so go to these... middle school and start over or go to high school and start over. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Um, so I go Small all the way to eighth grade. Fucked up by a wedgie. And uh, I, I, at some point, I just get homicidal. I was suicidal for a really like long time. And then I'm like, no, I'm not the problem. It's them, which I think isn't healthy, but it's It's healthier. It's one of those where it's like, yeah, you're not going to kill yourself. Oh, no, you're going to be on the news. (laughs) Yeah, that's the difference. Ooh, ooh, he's going (laughs) to fuck some people up. (laughs) So anyways. Did you just hurt your um, ears? No. But okay. I'm trying to remember where he said he went to school. Kenwood. Kendall. 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 Oh, Kenwood. Kenwood. Why am I in remember- Kendall? Oh my God, this is tilting right now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so. Damn it. I go to I go to a children's hospital. Oh shit! It's, get- it's like southwest of southeast. West. Southwest. If you go more east from Miami, is my idiocy <laughs> affecting everybody now? Yes. It's confusing us. It's not helping. <laughs> so yeah, it's right I there. I go to a a children's hospital. Um, pick, for my cuckoo craziness. For, to pick up some to pick up some children. <laughs> no, it's 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 for my health. Um, I go to children's hospital. Hmm. And um, they basically sculpted my entire view of the world as it is now. Because the counselor at the school was a fucking moron. She just kept using the same fucking line, which literally was, you just got to let it roll off your back. Okay, like, okay. no, fuck you. You tell them to stop. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah a certain amount of like we're just gonna negligently let we're gonna allow you to want to murder these people um so anyways i go to uh the the mental care facility at miami children's hospital and they explain it to me uh like this they say um now obviously these what these people are doing are is wrong and you shouldn't have to deal with it, but you can't control them. You you can only control yourself. Um, and here's the thing about people who hurt other people: they're hurt. And I was confused. And at the at the time, um, I was uh, a very I'm still a very sympathetic person. Yeah. Um, I've always been very sympathetic. Uh, and they told me it's likely that these people have a horrible home life and that they're being uh, hurt by something. Yeah. And I never, ever thought of it that way. 
And so my anger was replaced with pity for that person. Because I had already gotten to the point where I realized I wasn't the problem. Yeah. And it just, it got better from there. Um, I stopped wanting to kill them and, you know, I tried to make friends with Mm -hmm. some of them. Yeah. And they never responded to that positively, but that was my, my goal at that point. Yeah. Um, fast forward, I'm now in, uh, high school, Mm -hmm. uh, first year of high school. Um, I remember very specifically how I met, uh, one of my best friends from high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was in my, I was in a science class and I saw this cute girl I wanted to ask out. So I say, Hey, do you want to go see a movie sometime? And she's like, uh, sure, but you have to ask my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and I thought that was a little weird. Um, Quite. So well, it's a little weird like, that know. it almost sounds like you're asking out her. And she's like, hey, just get permission from my uh, from my boyfriend to take me out. Like, um, I'm not sure if that's what you're intending, yeah. but it sort of sounds like that. <laughs> So I ask her what's her boyfriend's name, and she says Geo, and I'm expecting this like you know, big dude. <laughs> I meet the guy. I mean, he's not small, but like he's rotund, um, and he looks completely harmless. And I'm just like, "Are you Geo, like Kristen's boyfriend, Geo?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he he didn't realize it at the the time, but uh, he's super gay. Just. As gay as can be. So he, she had a super gay boyfriend, and Mm -hmm. you were basically asking his permission to take his then girlfriend out. That's yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Okay, so this plot is quite thick. (laughs) Thick like a dick. Thick as as fuck. (laughs) Um. So, anyways, uh, that's how I met him. And uh, we had an English class together. That's how we, like, grew to be friends. And we didn't really uh, care uh, too much for each other at the time Mm -hmm. until we got uh, put together with a third person for a group assignment. Um, And we had to write a paper on, uh, uh, what you call them, the the Greek gods. Mm -hmm. And this one dude just would not do his fucking work. And so we bonded over mutual hatred, which, if you don't know, is the best way to bond with anyone. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a lifelong friendship, honestly. Bonding over mutual strife. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and the, the teacher was so bad at her fucking job, oh, she God. begged us not to, like, report him because he's been doing so poorly and we're like that's not our job it's not why do we care how he's doing no this is dumb wrong bad you're terrible at this um that's not how this works that's not how any of this works (laughs) i uh i go through uh high school and um I moved to New Orleans for a year because um, I didn't feel ready to go to college yet. But for some reason, I felt like I was ready to go teach children. Oh, Jesus. 
And uh, that's where I did City Year for um, the year that I was there. I was uh, 18, young, a starlet in the great big city of New Orleans. Oh, God. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Wait. Is this... Wait. When did Katrina happen? No, no, no. <laughs> that I that happened like way before I ever made it to uh, to New Orleans. Uh, actually, New Orleans. there's a there's a there's a yeah there's a, there's a story that I have in New Orleans that concerns Katrina. Um, yes. So, anyways, I go to New Orleans. I'm living there uh, for a year. Uh, I I actually learned carpentry while I was there. Uh, I learned how to cook um, from this old dude named Bubba Brown. Um, which I now realize is actually a really racist name, but that was his chosen name. So it's one of those uh, like, well, way to turn it around on him, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I was able uh, to, during uh, one of my off times, go to some of the ruins of Katrina, mm. um, which there's just a huge swath of that city that's still empty. Um, is it still underwater, or is it just all condemned, basically? Oh, no, it's just empty. It's all condemned. Wow. Um, so I'm wandering around the ruins of Katrina, and uh, I went spelunking in a couple of houses. Yeah. Uh, and in one of the houses, embedded in the wall, I found an axe. Made with, like, the shittiest, rustiest, crappy, uh, uh, like, metal shop fucking metal. It was, I could see the welding seams. It was literally just a piece of triangular metal attached to a thin, long rectangle. And the handle was uh, formed by somebody wrapping around duct tape around the handle. And written on the handle was bust your, an arrow sign uh, pointing outwards, because they ran out of space, fucking head. I found a named weapon in the ruins of Katrina. <laughs> it's, some, it's something close to the thing of legends. Indeed. <laughs> it's something close to it. It's not exactly just, it. But just it's... real ghetto legends. <laughs> Um, God damn it. So, anyways, I. Uh, oh, shit. What is Frodo's I, sword called? Sting? Uh, Frodo's sword. No, you mean Bilbo's sword. Thank you. Although, I guess technically it's also Frodo's sword. Yeah, like Bilbo yeah. gave him Sting, and they had Sting till the end. I just finished Return of the King. Like, I know, Sorry. What, I'm, I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. For Bye bye. Um, so, anyways, Bye-bye. yeah, like Sting. <laughs> Uh, so I finished my my uh, year of service in New Orleans, and then I moved to Tennessee. Um, and I lived with my dad for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't turn out so great. I moved back to uh, Miami. Um, I start college in earnest, um, and then I go to Orlando to go to UCF. Mm, and. While there, I started practicing swordplay, and then I moved to Seattle, and here I am. So that's a very good geographical like representation of who you are, where you came from. <laughs> well, okay, so let's run this back. You and I met 
because we can just run the you and I met because Tyler Dye, our mutual friend and the direct and the current director for season three of Unknown Plumber, um, mm-hmm. he introduced us based on he he was having his birthday party basically at your complex. Yes. Did you guys have been roommates previously? Where people get fucked. Say what? You guys had been roommates previously? Oh no. Uh we'd work on we'd worked on previous projects together. Oh, okay. Which previous projects? Um, just some of my uh personal projects. Oh, okay. More than anything else. Um it was uh What type of projects? Like YouTube stuff. Oh, okay. Um if you've ever heard us talk about Thorigan, Thorigan, uh, yeah, uh, the like my space Viking. Um, you have a space Viking character that you had on YouTube. Yes. Okay. But he got trapped in the world of Dark Souls. So there's video game lore in here as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Um. Just a Anyways, bit. just a bit. Herman and I worked to, together on that, and we've we've written scripts together. Mm-hmm. Um, him and I are just we're just good friends. We we really care about each other, and um, we appreciate each other's company. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, um, he was having his birthday party, like you said. Yeah. And then. And, I just come on. I just show up for it because I think he just sent me an invite. I'm like, yeah, I'll show. And then we basically like dealt with the excess invites from a friend of his, mm-hmm. and then just talked everything for like the rest of the night. If I remember correctly, like D and D, podcast stuff, you moving, and then and Billy was there too, as I remember. Uh, Billy is, um, I can't remember. Uh, he's he's the one who, who played Lucas, right? Yeah, he plays Lucas, yeah. He'll be playing Lucas going into, we finally have our final draft. Me and Tyler finally sat down and sort of hashed out the part where it's like, hey, um, we need a final draft to sort of play with. And that's what I, that's what I think all of us thought we were getting when we walked into this. And now we're on the second rewrite third rewrite or something like that so for him eighth well eighth draft but like he yeah you weren't i don't think you were there for i know jason was so tyler actually rewrote the script and it was nothing like the one that we did when you were playing when you were doing um when you were taking care of britney's part mm-hmm. um it had a way better pace about it for sure it was much more up and fast um or at least it's how it felt uh compared to the uh first one that we were, that we went through but it had like way it had a way different i guess it had some, quite a few things that were way better um but it was one of those where like we just done our first table read with you there and now we're going to our second table read where it's like all right we're gonna you know kind of up the expectation because everyone's familiar and it's like oh wait it's a brand new script what the fuck? <laughs> we can't... We can't have any expectations. We have to start from scratch, more or less, on kind of... Right. Emotional stuff, and how this is going to feel and work out. And, like, he'd already done, like, a shot list. So like, yeah, so... 
we're we fixed that and I'm very happy that we'll be moving forward on that and it sounds like uh, Michael's gonna be positive on re on starting back up on the uh, on the, on the martial arts training stuff that's good yeah uh, Will's, Will's shown me some of the uh, stuff that he's done with, like, um, what do you call it, like, the Jedi? Yeah, he's stuff been that sharing he's done, that around like, with everyone, I think. And I, I, God bless Will, I love him. I fucking hate the fighting in uh, Star Wars. Like, yeah, it's cool. While I'm watching it, I'm entertained. But as a, a swordsman, like, half the time, I'm like, you could have killed him right there! You could have just shot him, or not shot him, stabbed him is what I mean to say. Yeah. And he he did that like several times in uh, in his, and I'm like, read, read, read. that's what um, that's actually where um, because you got to meet Michael, um, the uh, the um, our choreographer or other or mm -hmm. I guess main choreographer more or less for um, for unknown, and he basically was telling me the first time we met. He's like, no, I hated um, Black Panther. I'm like, go on. Uh, and he's like, no, it's like because they, it's very clear that when it's someone that is a professional doing the choreography versus when it is the actor doing the fight scene or the dialogue, like the, he can pick up and sees it so, so distinctly and it just pains him to see poorly done choreography. Or what he deems I mean, as poor choreography. The the fighting in Black Panther was interesting enough for me not to be super bothered by it. But I can totally understand where he's coming from with that. Yeah. Um I enjoyed the movie, however. Oh. For me personally it was uh it was the... a very good film. From the film aspect of it. Yeah. Same. Fantastic. Fantastic pieces. Fantastic pieces and where to find them. <laughs> Fantastic geese and where to find them. Ah, oh, fuck that shit. I hate geese. <laughs> Did I pull geese the story? soundtrack Did of geese? Wait, did you get fucked up by a geese or by a goose? Um, I mean, not any time recently. How about any time far away? I'm trying to remember if it was you or someone else that had like a got fucked up by a goose story. Or something I heard. Something um, else. I had a I had a goose like attack me once when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. It didn't fuck me up or anything, though. It was more of just like, oh, inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, I'm inconveniently being attacked by a goose. <laughs> oh, bother! This is unfortunate. Some British shit right there, just like oh, oh, well, shit, oh, this is a, oh, what a bother. <laughs> Bless me, the stocks are low. Do they do they have a flag? What the geese? No, <laughs> Eddie is a reference. Are you asking if geese carry a flag? No, I'm referencing an Eddie is a joke. And it is falling on your do, deaf do, ears. Do the geese represent a nation? Yeah. They are a nation unto themselves. Canada. Canada. 
Canada. Where your hair Canada. at? Canada. 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 I'm helping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hoping in the pride of Canada with my horrible representation of their vernacular and what they... God bless Canada. Land that... Well, it's there. It's cold as fuck. <laughs> the super cold open. Super cold indeed. This is also the part where having people sitting down and trying to like make sure they don't have their phones in hand or have other things that they're working on is a really good fucking idea. It's like minimize oh. destruction. Oh Jesus, where is that? Three. So did you, did you actually finish or are you still stuck in that in that um bubonic plague game? Oh I'm still I'm still in it. Um I don't know how long it is actually. Um first playthrough. Yeah, this is my first playthrough of the game ever. Yeah. Um But I I hear that like the game itself overall is great. Mm-hmm. But I have such a problem with um, any game that's based off of... Um, Historical events? No, 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 no. Uh, an escort mechanic. Oh, we're, oh, yeah, where you have to just deal with... Oh, you have this child. Unless you design the AI for that child or the whoever you're escorting to be smart as shit, it's a bad idea. Yeah. It's like, hey, babysit this. Welcome to your game. <laughs> it's like, oh, now, could, luckily... Could I not? Luckily, most of the time, it's not a huge issue because I'm holding his hand, yeah. which means that he does everything that I do. Yeah. He's more. But the few times I have to let him go... Oh, no. ...so that I can go do something... Um, he finds the he... one chicken that's going to kill all of you. Exactly. Or, or this is a mechanic in the game, he panics if you're gone for too long. He panics and runs away? No, he panics and starts yelling for you. And oh. that attracts guards. Like, literally, there are guards next to him, and he'll go, Amicia, come back! And I'm like, what the fuck, kid? Hello, welcome. No, it's the opposite of nice. What the fuck are you talking about? It's fucking dumb as shit. I was making a general exclamation, not a, not a, like a positive evaluation. Not a declarative statement, damn it. <laughs> Definitely not what I was aiming for, but unfortunately, here we are, and, uh. Huh. My bad. <laughs> I must apologize. I am a shitlord. 
What do you do all day? Make shitty memes. Oh, I, oh fuck you, that guy. I'm a god. Only when you're making your games. We've discussed this already. <laughs> Very true. Um. Got him. Honestly, I'm I, I I'm I'm super excited about it. I've been. Well, how far away are you from like I guess a launch date or something like that? Oh man. Uh. <clears throat> we. Uh, for for Charm, uh, which is the base engine, mm -hmm. that should be launching around October. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to talk to uh, the lead designer to see exactly when mm -hmm. he's going to release it, but mm -hmm. it should be around that time. Um, you got a price point? Uh, let's Has see. Has that been decided? I don't know if there's any departments or anything like that, or if it's just a small business game. Hold on. It's, uh, it's on... The prices are on Kickstarter. I know that. Oh, okay. Because we can... Yeah, if you send me that link, we can go ahead and throw that in the YouTube description for this. Um, let's see. Okay, so ten bucks will get you a PDF copy of the Charm RPG book. $40 will get you a PDF and a copy of the Charm RPG for on PDF as well. And uh, $60, you get one hardback, one PDF, and uh, five sets of two Charm dice. Okay. Um, $70, you get two hardbacks and two PDF copies. You know, one for you and your friend. Um, for $85, yeah, but. Uh, I'm just alrighty, <laughs> friend joke. Uh, for eighty-five dollars, um, you get two hardbacks, you get two PDFs, and one set of charm, uh, one set of ten charm charm dice, and then there's uh, the big the big one, which is uh, six hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. You get uh, the hardback, the PDF, and uh, a charm dice, but you also get to create your own scenario. Um, for uh, the uh, the game, uh, and the game comes with uh, I think it's six or seven scenarios already. Mm -hmm. Which half of those uh, I either wrote half of or wrote all of. Um, I either wrote half of it or all of it. Either way, that's <laughs> mine. And uh, that is a point of uh, contention. For me, because uh, I had to spend a long time fixing other people's problems. It's like, oh, you made mistakes, and now I need to fix all of this. Th that, that, or Jeff paid these people to uh, write for him, but they didn't. They didn't give him what he asked for. Because either a, he didn't ask for it the right way, yeah, or b. He just didn't communicate uh, throughout the process, and so uh, I think that's why he's wanting to hire me because I'm so adamant about communication yeah. with him while I'm working on a a product. Yeah, and he knows that I would be able to do that better than he does. Solid. Cover his bases, basically. Say so what? You're you're basically covering his his deficiency. Yes. Which I think is basically what business partnerships are really, you about. know, about. Yeah. 
I can agree with that. I just unfortunately lost one of my big ones, and I've been picky for a long time on who to partner with. Mm. It's always hard to try and basically like re um, acquire, rework that, yeah, reapply that relationship. Yeah. Boy, they. I'm really positive on Plumber. It's just like my only my only issue is just sort of recognizing the actual amount of time it'll take to do the job, to do the whole production. Mm. And that's the one thing where it's like I might as well just jump into it and either get it wrong on my time estimation, or. And like we and we end up having to move away to like Austin or something like that just because that's our plans anyway. Or I, you know, get surprised like, oh wait, we get to get the whole project done and I move out and success. I've officially helped with a you know, ten season a ten episode full season production. Cool. Throw... And that's a great thing to have, like on a resume. Yeah, especially if you're for the kind trying of... to do entertainment work. Yeah, well, that's especially the kind of... How would I put this, or what am I trying to say? Yeah, that's a loss. I, I, had word, I had specific words, but... Yeah, that's a really good thing to just have on your resume in general. Like, what have you done? I've run a... Yeah, for the kind of quality that we're attempting to sort of put out with it. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least in terms of what, you know, at least Tyler has spoken of. It's one of those where it's like, yep. Yeah, definitely on board with uh, putting out a solid quality product for just being able to go for it and take and if you can say that you've done that and you can explain to anyone what that fully entailed then it's it just it's adding another layer of higher ability in my book for like any job because I'm on the and that's why I have this uh, pest control job I've gotten this pest control job since um since you moved away and uh that sounded so accusatory basically it is since you moved how dare you i've had to get this pest control job just to stay afloat more or less i was i wasn't floating very well at at the pharmacy pharmaceutical job so i left and the drugs made me drown basically Drowning baby, what? That's no, that's fucked up. See, you took it too far, now. <laughs> now did I? Did I now? Did I fucking now? You oh, did. he didn't say you, babe. He said me. Oh. Yeah, you did. No, I, I. I know. I was referring to him because he said drown a baby. You didn't drown that's a baby. That's just mean. You didn't drown a baby. You drowned me. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm okay with that. God damn it. You get no respect. You get no fucking respect ever at all. What a dab. (laughs) Fuck your dabs. That's sort of my mindset at this point in my life. I'm just literally just taking good job work until I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. Like I did for the pharmacy job because it just filled a good gap for the while. And I'm just like, I'm going to take the job, get my value out of it, and then rotate. 
into another skill set until I can't wrote until I either find something I'm like yep doing that for the rest of my life or nope not doing that or I just you know have a cacophony of shit to do like we were walking around today and I sort of remembered the batch of information I've been given from my uncle and uh, Kevin the guy that built my uh, computer about just metallurgy and you know sort of being able to do that kind of shit and I'm just like, you know, if I could actually pull it together, I would have no problem going out and getting just a random batch of shit metals, melting them down and getting rid of and just purifying them, and then just right. making shit, just grinding shit out of it. Because, like, it's between, like, cooking and that that I'm just, like, not incredibly excited about, but, like, it's fulfilling. It's fulfilling to be like, yeah, I'm going to go make this bullshit now. See in a couple hours, and then I'll make like a fantastic like. What was it we did? What is it that um? What did Phil do? He Phil's seared the stuffed burgers. No, with the oh. ribeyes that he did before. Oh. He seared two sides of these ribeyes, and then hello baked. Can you hear us? Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, what what did you what what, what cut off? What did you miss? Did you miss oh, anything? um, I I I couldn't hear you after you were talking about basically doing something until you um, figured out that you could do it for the rest of your life or not. Oh, with like work and stuff like that? So you didn't yeah. you didn't hear anything about Phil or cooking or metallurgy? Uh, yeah, no, because you're talking about uh, basically just smelting things and making things with them. That was the last thing. So okay, you're yeah, smelting. So, yeah, smelting. Smelting. But yeah, no. So that's just it's just one of those where you when like if I if I remember what my uncle said correctly, I can literally go get like a charbroil grill. Just something like off the fucking road. And that that I guess that kind of metal or whatnot, I can basically take that and use that to just, you know, blacksmith and just, you know, do that kind of work out of, like, my freaking backyard, more or less. I will pay you to make me a fucking sword. I know you would. Uh, and when you well, come you down ever, here, I'll you... braid your goddamn hair. Actually, did I ever show you the train spike that my uncle helped me turn into a knife? No. Let me send this to you on Facebook right now. So, it's a really easy thing to do. It's not actually an impressive thing to do, but it's really cool and fun. Um, and I'm only missing... By like... the way, I, w I will have to go soon. That's okay. There it is. Yeah, we've been here for like... An hour and 46, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, shit! Yeah. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, so that's a train spike that, like... I think I grounded down the blade first. Um... Because you want to have high carbon, I believe it is. But what you'll do is that you'll put the, um, obviously, the um, nail head in until mm -hmm. it gets hot enough. Um, or at least until it loses its magnetism naturally, so you can um, bang it and whatever. And then you'll take it over to a vise and clamp down where the blade is. And there's this tool that latches on, will hook on. Like if you were to run your fingers to where the, um, the underneath the head, it latches onto that. And it's got two handles out. And then you just twist it, and as it, when it's um, warm, you can see it when it has the big strokes on the corkscrew, is when it's warm, and then 
when it cools, it'll have the tighter screws, the tighter corkscrew. Oh, yeah. It'll be tight. Yes, very tight. But so, so I looked it up, and um, Airbnb is looking to have like more experiences than just you know sort of these rental property things. Right. Um, and so I've had it in my head because it's like a dollar or something like that or two for like a train spike. And it doesn't need to be the high quality carbon train spike for it to be like a quality blade. Um, yeah. And so I'm just kind of sitting there. I was like, you know, if I charge someone like 50 bucks, I can probably spend two hours with them and they can make a full, they can make that in two hours. Fuck yeah, I'd pay 50 bucks to make a fucking knife. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, and I'm just like, that's a pretty fun, straightforward sort of prospect. Especially like if I had like a whole workshop and everything with like the the grind belts and everything, the sanders or whatever. Yeah, dude. Like, then it's like build a basic forge, get charcoal or whatever's going to hit the right temperature, and then just train spikes, tongs, vice, or the um anvil vice so here you go there's your bucket of water there's your train spike 50 bucks thank you bye so that's a fun little thing that i think fuck about. yeah dude well we i also helped him like do from front to back work except for let me think no we didn't we well did i show you the hatchet that i made from scratch no, you didn't show me any of these things that I would have very clearly been interested, you fucking cuck. <laughs> well, I guess in February you get to see all these things in person. You bitch! <laughs> so what was it? I got, like, this metal, this thin, um, long piece of metal out of, like, his just scrap pile. Took chalk and then got a welder and just cut out, like, the entire length of a hatchet. And then I went mm -hmm. from I went from forty grit all the way down, and basically we were gonna make it like this bright blue, but then it got burnt in the oven because it was the powder coat. Um, and so I just grinded grinded down a full fucking hatchet, and now I have this solid piece of metal hatchet with um, the um, I can't remember paracord, with a paracord handle. Also, and... Aaron, other Aaron, um, it's oh, your fault. Because you're too distracting. That's the reason why you didn't get to see yeah, it. Yeah, you came time. to my house and it was all about you. It wasn't about the things that I haven't made. Listen. <laughs> Listen, Linda. You're a little bitch. That's all I gotta say about it. <laughs> I'm a little bitch for not showing you what you wanted to see. Yeah! Which you now realize you wanted to see. Fuck you, you Linda! You, you know what? Aaron, you're a bitch for not sharing that damn video earlier so I could actually do your fucking hair. You're right. I ain't even gonna fight about it. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? Did you share a video of, like, some hair trickery? And, uh, know... yeah. The, he shared it a fighting Norse, Norse nodding, basically. It was a Norse nodding, and yes. Yeah, you fucked up. Like, the two biggest Norse nerds I know are you and Melanie. And you not like yeah, you done. Goofed. Damn bitch, I I done fucked up. I... I'm so sorry. No, 
always being dramatic. You should be. I'm not being dramatic. I'm just being honest. I'm always dramatic. I am dramatic. I'm drama, bitch. Dramatically honest, bitch. Oh, Aaron, I love you. I love me too. God <laughs> damn it, it's my <laughs> line. Uh, <laughs> I feel like pardon me. I feel like this is the three people that when they get a compliment, they just stare the person back and be like, "I know, thanks." I love you too. You're amazing. All right, I do have to go now. All righty, we'll let you go. Thank you for helping right. us do this test run. No Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.